This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord. Good evening to you and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us with the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you. And if you've been with us earlier this week, you know we're examining Psalm number five, a very important, obviously a, a significant psalm. But we pray that it brings instruction to us as well as to each of you. And I'd like to read it from the New American Standard Version, Psalm 5. Give ear to my words, O Lord, consider my groaning. Heed the sound of my cry for help, my King and my God. For to thee do I pray. In the morning, O Lord, thou wilt hear my voice. In the morning I will order my prayer to thee and eagerly watch. For thou art not a God who takes pleasure in wickedness. No evil dwells with you. The boastful shall not stand before thine eyes. Thou dost hate all who do iniquity. Thou dost des- destroy those who speak falsehood. The Lord abhors the man of bloodshed and deceit. But as for me, by thine abundant loving kindness, I will enter thy house. At thy holy temple, I will bow in reverence for thee. O Lord, lead me in thy righteousness because of my foes. Make thy way straight before me. There is nothing reliable in what they say. Their inward part is destruction itself. Their throat is an open grave. They flatter with their tongue. Hold them guilty, O God. By their own devices, let them fall. In the multitude of their transgressions, thrust them out, for they are rebellious against thee. But let all who take refuge in thee be glad. Let them ever sing for joy, and mayest thou shelter them, that those who love thy name may exult in thee. For it is thou who dost bless the righteous man, O Lord. Thou dost surround him with favor as with a shield. We've been looking at this psalm and have looked at the first two verses, and we see that prayer takes many shapes and forms. Obviously, the most obvious is through the words that we speak. But we see at the end of verse 1 in uh, the King James, it says, Consider my meditation. Other words, other versions, uh, instead of meditation, say my inmost thoughts or sighing. So it's more than just speaking. There's a sigh. There's something that comes from our heart. In verse 2, we see that the word says, Hearken unto the voice of my cry. There's a crying that can go forth. And maybe it can't even be expressed in natural words, Junie. But it's, it's an intimacy with God when we can take off all uh, the facade. God knows our innermost being. And this is personal time with the Lord. 
And we saw that this pattern is seen throughout David's Psalms. For example, Psalm 54, verse 2 says, Give ear to the words of my mouth. When we looked about about um, meditation, we said uh, Psalm 19, verse 14, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And yesterday we talked about crying. Psalm 6, verse 8 says, The Lord has heard the voice of my weeping. The po- Psalm 34, 6, The poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. So there's so much that goes into prayer rather than just speaking out the needs that we have. It is a time of intimacy. So let's go to verse 3. Again, uh, an incredible verse. New American Standard. In the morning, O Lord, thou will hear my voice. In the morning, I will order my prayer to thee and eagerly watch. Let me read it from the King James Version. My voice shalt thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning, I will direct my prayer unto thee and will look up. In the Amplified, in the morning, you hear my voice, O Lord. In the morning, I prepare a prayer, a sacrifice for you and watch and wait for you to speak to my heart. And NIV, in the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait in expectation. Junie, powerful, powerful words. And isn't it interesting? In all the versions, in the morning is repeated. It it appears in each version twice. God is trying to get our attention. In the morning, you will hear my voice. You know, when we were, I was looking at this uh, portion of scripture, Junie, I just thought of the very first words in the Bible, in the beginning, God. And it struck me, every day is a new adventure in the Lord. Every day, you know, don't worry about tomorrow's problems. <laughs> the problems today are, are enough for us. But isn't it a pattern? Uh, in the morning, in the morning, every one of us, not out of obligation, but out of a cry to be in fellowship and in communion with the Lord, There's no better way to start a day than communing with the Lord, crying out to him, considering our meditation, and speaking to the Lord. And it also confirms what you spoke Monday and Tuesday out of Hebrews 4, verses 12 and 13, that the word of God is active and sharper than any two-edged sword and can divide for us our soul from the spirit and at the end of those verses that it um, shows the motives and intents of our heart to him with whom we have to do so if every morning we come before the Lord and ask him to guide and guard our day. Jesus, yes, And Lord. to reveal to us the intentions and motives of our heart to divide for us through his word and his life within us, our soul from walking in the spirit, we will be free. We will be filled with joy. We will forgive our enemies. We will love our enemies. We will be a living witness to our master who would either be Jesus or Satan himself. So uh, 
we have th- something to really consider in the morning. Yes, Lord. In the morning, I will seek thee. Thank you, Lord. And you will hear my voice. Let it be. Oh, Lord. And if this is the way we live, we will know and hear his voice. And then he exhorts us in Hebrews not to harden our heart because sometimes the Lord speaks to us something that our flesh and soul really doesn't want to hear. It's true, And that's, you know, we actually can oppose the spirit. Even if our heart desires to walk with him, we might not realize it. That's why it's so important to keep our heart open to the spirit of the Lord and humble ourselves and do what's right in his sight. Yes, Lord. So this verse also says in different versions, I will order my prayer. I will direct my prayer. You know what that speaks to me, Junie? Prayer is not something you do on the run. You prepare, you set in order, you prepare your heart to meet with the Lord morning by morning. You direct your prayers to him. Let the first words in the beginning of our day be to the Lord and as well as listening to what the Lord will say. And there's another another element to pray that cannot be that can be overlooked which I'm afraid is I will look up in other words, in, in the more, I, in the New American, it says, and I eagerly watch. Another version says, and I will look up. I will wait for you to speak. I will eagerly watch, or I wait in anticipation. You know, Junie, I think we need to see that there's a lot more to prayer than just telling the Lord what we need. But there's a preparation for prayer. There's a crying out, there's a consideration of our meditation, there are words, there's a cry, and then part of prayer should be waiting in anticipation for what the Lord, how the Lord will answer that prayer. And when the Lord speaks, Shelley, there are times when he speaks something to us that we know is impossible for us or in a crisis that we're facing. And that is an example to us in living by faith, because faith has nothing to do with a situation or circumstance or how we feel or what we see. That's why it says, look up. Yes. Because it's beyond us. So if God speaks something... And you can't even imagine it happening. Ask him, Lord, show me in your word. Confirm to me that that was your voice. And if he does, humble yourself and trust. And you know, faith is increased by our experiences with the Lord. It's a walk, a life Thank you, with Lord. God. Yes, Jesus. And so we can remember how God answered us yesterday or last week or last year. And we're faced with another battle. We can remember how he answered us and choose to trust that if he speaks to us, he will be faithful. Thank you. And we'll trust him. Yes. And wait in anticipation, like you're saying. Yeah. From this psalm. Let's turn for a moment to the book of Micah, chapter 7, verse... Uh, well, I want to read the first six verses in Micah. Because David had enemies. 
The conditions around him were terrible. And this is seen in Micah chapter 7. Listen to these words. Woe is me, for I am like the fruit pickers and the grape gatherers. There is not a cluster of grapes to eat or a first ripe fig which I crave. The godly person has perished from the land. There is no upright person among men. All of them lie in wait for bloodshed. Each of them hunts the other with a net. Concerning evil, both hands do it well. The prince asks also the judge for a bribe, and a great man speaks the desire of his soul. So they weave it together. I mean, horrendous conditions. Verse 4, the best of them is like a briar, the most upright like a thorn hedge. The day when you post a watchman, your punishment will come. Then their confusion will occur. Do not trust in a neighbor. Do not have confidence in a friend. From her who lies in your bosom, guard your lips. For son treats father contemptuously. Daughter rises up against her mother. Daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies are the men of his own household. What a horrible picture. But listen to verse 7 in Micah 7. But as for me, those are such key words. But as for me... I will watch expectantly for the Lord. That's exactly what we saw in in verse 3 in in Psalm 5. But as for me, I will watch expectantly for the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Junie, it's powerful. So we're going to continue this tomorrow. And Father, we just pray every one of our listeners with a greater understanding of prayer than ever before. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, Shelley and June Volk. That's Shelley and Junevolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.